Video Gamer Podcast number 478. I'm your host, Josh Wise, joined as ever by Rich Walker. Hello. Hello. Good you, day to you. Good day to you. How Thank are you. you doing? Um, yeah, I'm all right. Brilliant. Yeah, um, I think things, things are happening in the world, aren't they? Uh, and I'm unfortunately, not, I'm not yeah. impervious to those. No. no you as no doubt them. you're not either. No. 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 And yeah, you know. Yeah. It's a sort of uh, vaguely depressing sort of shit show but yeah. um yeah, you know video, 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 on that. Video, video games exist games. you know exactly and they're good aren't they that's what's good people seem to like them so we'll yeah they, they discussing them they make money they make money people like them yeah they, they yeah. seem it seems to be catching on <laughs> yeah 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 well we're making a living so to um yeah <laughs> item number one on my agenda mate so yeah. you'll you'll remember I, I talked about on this podcast i I would say that I had a problem uh, with the McVitie Blissfuls. Um, yes. Which spanned what? about three weeks. Oh, I see what you mean. An addiction, you mean? A sort of addiction, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That it oh, was well, a problem. You, you've managed to kick the habit, have you? Are they, well, not really. But the truth of the matter is that the Tesco near me stopped stocking them for some reason. Oh, I see. Um, you're and forced. actually, I'm very grateful for that because <laughs> it, it, got, it, was, <laughs> it was like... If they're in the house, that's a problem because they yeah. won't be in the house for long. And if they're in Tesco, that's a problem because that means I will get them. Um, will you, like me, open a packet of a thing and then that packet's just not gonna, you know? Oh yeah, survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like when we were in when we were in the office and you'd bring mm. in whatever you'd bring in of a morning. Yeah. Sometimes custard creams, you know, all those yeah. little bourbons because you'd you'd stop at the uh, M and S, wouldn't you? Sometimes for those sort of fancy waitrose, waitrose. But there was an M&S Oh, one, the M&S. Though, oh, no, you're right. The, at Liverpool Street Station, yeah, I'd, I'd duck into M&S and get <laughs> some tea cakes. Yeah, and they Chocolate were... tea cakes. Filthy. Mm. And they wouldn't last a day, would they? I mean, no, like, they would not. Not with both of us about. Um, but the bad news is, and it's great news, but it's bad news, mm-hmm. is that uh, Nutella, or I should say the, Ferrer, the Ferrero company, the parent yeah. company, yeah. Have, uh, have got these Nutella biscuits... Um, oh, and they are absolutely brilliant. I mean, they basically are the blissful. It's like the people at Nutella went, "Well, hang on a minute, we are the chocolate filling." So, mm. what do you mean, McVitie's? Um, and they've basically <laughs> just done exactly the same thing. Their own it's, version. It's a little disc with, which is just filled with Nutella, like a little sort of hollowed out cup, and then there's a little sort of biscuit disc plonked on the top of it, and. Oh, Christ. I mean, look, the biscuit... The thing is, McVitie's might have the last laugh because the biscuit is slightly superior in the Blissful because it's McVitie's. They, you know, they they, sure. they, they they are the biscuit people. They can do that. You'd have to go a long, long way to find a better biscuit. That's that true. That's slogan, didn't it? I think it was, yeah. Mm. And uh, But with this, it's like, yeah, okay, well, the filling's brilliant. But the thing is, you can, you can actually get some pretty good Nutella substitutes out there. Um, yeah. You can't quite fully substitute a McVitie's biscuit. And so mm. these Nutella biscuits, they're brilliant, obviously. Nutella's brilliant. Um, but the biscuit, I would say the biscuit is just a solid 7 out of 10. It's a, it's a decent biscuit. But whereas right. with the Blissful, it was both a delicious biscuit and a phenomenal chocolate filling. Um, I have bought two packs of the Nutella biscuits. They have both now gone. Um, of course. So that's well, a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and I've avoided going to that Tesco these last few days because that's uh, probably wise. You know, but they are they are ruddy good. Um, have probably you, not vegan, I should say. No, that no, almost definitely not. Um, have you seen the Jaffa cake donut that Krispy Kreme have yes. brought out? Yes, I what have. What is that about? I, I, it's weird, isn't it? I haven't bought no, one. No, it looks amazing. I've seen it in Tesco, mm. at, but I haven't bought one. I don't know why I've I've sh- I've shied away. Because I was sceptical, because I thought, you know, because we've gone back and forth before on yeah. those people. Who, who, the, the Jaffa cake sort of belongs in the realm of the biscuit, but it is, of course, a cake, as signified yeah. by its title. Yeah. But... It's but what the one thing it definitely isn't is a donut. So I'm thinking, what does a Jaffa donut do? Is it is it made of normal donutiness? Yeah, it must be. It's, it must it's, be right. Yeah, it's sort of a big soft Jaffa cake, I guess. <laughs> but it looks amazing. But I, I never usually sort of curse being vegan, but mm. looking at that, I was like, oh <laughs> man, Damn. I just just yeah. for sort of one minute, I'd like to not be. Yeah, but it doesn't yeah, work like yeah. that. It doesn't work You'll, like that, unfortunately. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> You'll get led astray by temptation. Yeah. But um, you can indulge your vices on uh, on eBay. And, uh, well, actually, speaking of which, mm-hmm. and, well, obviously not an eBay purchase, but you... And it's it, it's it's related and it's it's sort of tangential to the news in a way. Yeah, right. But the Mega Drive 2... The, the Mega Drive classic mini is it called mega drive 2 mini i think i mini. don't know right, it's a mega okay. it's a mini mega drive 2 it's a mini basically. mega drive and they already did this with the with the mega drive uh, yeah. be- before and now it's the mega drive 2 which yeah. i actually is i guess the better console but i actually prefer the first mega drive i think it's a yeah. sexy console it's that. a design classic but it i is. i have um sort of a sentimental attachment to the mega drive 2 i've still got my original mega drive 2 i got when i was <laughs> i would have been 12 i guess Oh man. Um yeah, it's yeah, I have an attachment to it. It's it's kind of nice. It, they pared it down and simplified it. Got it was rid much of the sort like of the um, bits and bobs. It was like the PS1, the relationship of the PS1 yeah. to the PlayStation 1. It was Basically. like sort of, you know, th- slimmer, yeah. smooth, rounder edges. I've got the in fact actually below the this very desk that I'm podcasting from, uh mm-hmm. I have uh, a Mega Drive 2 and in its little slot is a copy of Tanglewood because don't forget oh, I, I yeah. once re- I reviewed a Mega Drive game as, as part did. of my career and that was a I weird remember. moment yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that was but cool. anyway you've got this Mega Drive 2 so what's I well, mean I got it what, well you it. haven't got it you, pre, you pre-ordered it <laughs> mm. you pre-ordered it You did you have the first you got the Mega Drive Mini right yeah yeah I've got the original um, right, right. still got that was the, was the game selection on that good and if it was good what are they yeah. saying with this new one then? Well, there were forty games on the original one, and they right. were mostly good, sort of classic games. The obvious ones: your Sonic, Sonic Two, yeah, Streets of Rage Two, Golden Axe, yeah. you know, all the usual suspects. Altered this Beast. one, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. This one has got sixty games, and some of them are Mega CD games, like Final Fight, Night Trap, oh. Sewer Shark. Um, They've got oh, Night Trap that? on there. Sylphid. That shooter, Silf- yeah, nightclubs yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's on there. I was, I've always been curious about Silphid, but I never had a Mega CD. Mm, no. So no, that was the add-on, ta- right? The the sort of drive add-on. Yeah, it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a separate console. It was a. a, a plug, yeah, you had right? to own a Mega Drive to mm, yeah, and mm, then stick yeah. it on. Um. So yeah, so I, I looked through the game selection. I was just like, bloody hell! 
Like, this is amazing. Is it better than the the one for the Mega Drive for the first one? Well, I don't know better. I don't know about better. A good companion piece, shall we say. Okay, all right. You know what I mean? Like, some of the games that weren't on that, that you're like, why aren't, why isn't that on there? Like, Revenge of Shinobi, like, that's accounted for now. I was just about to say, like, were there any obvious gaps? Yeah, yeah. So, Shadow Dancer and... Oh, right. Yeah. So, I was like, oh, wow, well, this this plugs all the gaps. This is, you know, incredible selection. You know, yeah. some deep cuts in there, some stuff that I never played. You know, mm. there's an opportunity to get them for relatively cheap. Well, what, what, what? Speaking of cheap, how much is this thing? Well, I went onto Amazon because in the UK for some reason it's an Amazon exclusive, and I hate right. Amazon. I boycott right. them. I will not use them. Right. But right. Uh, well, I just won't. I just I don't like them. Except if they're selling you a Mega Drive too, of course. Well, it's an Amazon, it's Amazon exclusive, so I'm kind of over a barrel. But I went on there expecting it to be, <laughs> you know, reasonably priced. Right, okay. And the pre-orders, they've said, you know, limited stock, Amazon exclusive, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> 105 quid. Oh! So Elise was in the room when I saw it, and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, well, I'm not getting one of them then. Oh, God. Forget it. But then she went out for a bit, and I was sort of left alone. <laughs> she went out for a bit? And I was sort of like, yeah, but maybe I should just pre-order one just in case I want it. And I can always cancel it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I've, put, I've stuck in a pre-order, 104.99, <laughs> And I feel a bit sick about it. Brilliant. But, Brilliant. Oh, yeah. you know? Oh, well, don't worry about it. I mean, you know, Jeff will be loving that. He'll be rolling Well, this around. is it. I know he stepped down or whatever, but he's, you know... It's like Papa John's uh, left Papa John's pizza, but he's still a twat yeah, and yeah. associated with it. So, Did you know that they got rid of the uh, apostrophe in the Papa John's thing? Did they? Oh, right. Yeah, because it's like he's, he's not the owner. The apostrophe was sort of like signifying ownership. And they should just change the name to like Papa's or something. Papa's, Just, yeah. just completely divorce yourself from that <laughs> nutter. But, um, um, yeah, what was the... Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a lot, but it sounds like it's got a nice selection of stuff. I mean, you'll be loving it. Yeah. You'll be able to plug it into a, a modern TV, no danger. Yeah, You're loving exactly. that. Yeah, that is yeah. quite a big deal. Uh, this is it, yeah. And I've, I feel like I've got to sort of get all my kind of um, big silly purchases out of the way, yeah. uh, you know, before Christmas. Yeah, fair enough. Um, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, when's it meant to come out? I need out? to rein it in. It's out in October, I think late October maybe. Right, okay. Alright, fair enough. Um yeah. It, it, mm. yeah. I, well, mm, it's a forgivable it's probably not purchase. wise. I, I would sort of like to hear the listeners' thoughts mm. on this. Yeah, if if you've got a reading on Rich Yeah. Uh, let's say bending his convictions to get a Mega Drive 2. He may yet cancel the pre order bear in mind. You know, yeah. it's not it's not set in stone. But um, I don't feel good about it. That's mm, I will say that. Mm. Um I I'm sort of looking forward to getting my hands on it, though. They are lovely. So you're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right that I won't cancel it. They are nice. They are lovely, those little things. I mean, people point out that they're a very easy money spinner. You just They they pay for Mm. the plastic and there's a bunch of old ROMs. It costs very little to produce. But, you know, they are also nice little objects. I remember we Do you know what they... um, The the Mm. thing is... Sorry to interrupt. No, no, go on. Also, by releasing it in such limited quantities as well... They create this sort of mad clamouring for it, and once that stock is gone, the price just rockets. Like if you wanted to get a Mega Drive Mini now, the original one, mm. it's two hundred and fifty quid. Christ on a yeah, bike! Exactly on Amazon. Yeah. I mean, you might you might be able to find one cheaper elsewhere, but 
that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty silliness. much the going rate. That is silliness. You see, I'm not that... I will just... Because there's so many collections of <coughs> stuff. And actually, recently, you've been talking about some really, really good collections. You know, the Capcom collection. We've had Sonic. Yeah. There's so many really yeah. lovely collections these days. You don't always need those machines. But it's. No. I suppose it goes beyond the logical need, doesn't it? And sort of taps yeah. into your nostalgic reserves and stuff. The objet d'art, like <coughs> you were saying. The objet d'art. And, of course, yeah. I, I would have always thought you would have been one of those people where... Because sometimes, you know you'll sort of say, oh, well, I've still got the original, you know, don't need to worry mm-hmm. about that, don't need to worry about this, this, that, and the other. But it's interesting, that because obviously you've got all your original Mega Drives, but you're sort of still lured in by these yes, cheeky ones, I which I find well, interesting. <laughs> it's, those, it's those games you can't really get easily anymore. It was those Mega CD ones. I'm not, yeah. not going to buy a Mega CD, because they're mm. ridiculous. Like mm. You go on eBay, you can't get one for, you know, a few quid. Oh, you're are talking, they really nutty, are they? Yeah, you're talking pretty silly money. So um, it's just yeah. not something I'm going to do. A slightly cheaper so this way is to a, get some of those, then. Exactly, this is a chance to play some of those games. Because mm. you know, if you went, if you bought a Mega CD off eBay, you'd then have to buy all the games to go with it. So yeah, that's yeah, Christ. This is a way yeah. of getting them all in one fell swoop. He's justified know? it to himself, folks. There you go. Well, that pre-order's not going anywhere. If Elise does happen <laughs> to listen to this, and she doesn't usually, so uh, yeah. hopefully she won't. Um, look, it's an investment. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's, Richard, it's, it's an investment. Sensible, Investment. And he's going he's to sell that off in a couple of years and get himself well, no, a, new, a new bathroom you, or something. You can wait for me to die, and then you can sell it. <laughs> can I have it if you die? Yeah, right, yeah. I bequeath it to you. Brilliant. Everyone heard death. that. That's that's binding. That's yeah, going that's out on the podcast. That's, that's, that's Do you know what? what? It's not written I'll throw down, in the original recorded. Mega Drive Mini as well. You can have both. Oh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Two. But right. don't try and kill me or anything. I mean, I'm not hoping for your death. No, I'm not hoping for mm. your death, but I'm just... I, it will be a silver lining if something happens. Yeah, you know, yeah you'd be sad, but you'd be like, but look, look at I'll this. I'll be sad, but... Oh, bloody Uh-oh. Mega Drive Minis. Yeah. 100 bloody games. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It will help. It will help the grieving process. Yeah, well, you know... Anyway, I can help. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, right, we've got to talk some video games because we've got some a little interesting selection this week. Um, so what, what we've been playing? Is yeah. it the what we've been playing section? It's the what we've been playing section. Oh, yeah. brilliant! So you know, you can have a jingle, can't you? When you tie your shoes and you do the bit where you make the loop goes round, mm-hmm. you know, rather than tying double knots on your shoes, just go round twice because they never, ever, ever come undone and you can then undo them just pull, pull, pull at the end of the day ever, 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 ever come undone This week we've been playing a couple of things uh, First on the docket is yep. Destroy All Humans 2 Because we overlooked it last week Because we overlooked it last Well, we didn't overlook it It was on the list last week but yep. the thing is, is that there were quite a lot of bigger things on the list right, last week. Right, you know, right. you, mm. you, you know, Last of Us Part One, for instance, bumped it down a bit. Yeah. But we also had even, even, even the lower tier games of last week was like the Cowabunga Collection, which on any other week uh, would be like the top yeah. tier. You know, so we had that. We also had mm. Immortality. So yeah. poor old, poor old Crypto, the uh, the hero of Destroy All Humans, got bumped down a bit. But we'll talk about him now. The game is Destroy All Humans! Uh, exclamation point. Two dash yep. reprobed, and that's a capital. Thanks for remembering the yeah. exclamation. Always Good. remember the exclamation. That's yep. a capital letter on the R, by the way, for mm-hmm. reprobed. Mm-hmm. It's um, once again, it's Black Forest Games as the studio that's done it. Who they also did the remake of Destroy All Humans yep. in I want to say twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, and following suit with that, they've, they've now given the exact same treatment to the second game, Destroy All Humans Two, which the premise of which is. 
the hero of the original game dies, but not really, because they clone themselves like willy-nilly. So mm-hmm. Cryptosporidium 137 is dead. Long live Cryptosporidium 138. Yeah. We find him as the president of Earth um, yeah. after the events of the first game. He's in San Francisco. There are three cities for your exploration and destruction. San Francisco, well, they're not called that. Bay City, which is a sort of take on San Francisco. Yeah. Albion, which is a sort of take on London. Yeah. And there's a Tokyo analogue called... I can't remember what it's called. Something uh, like... Taka, Takayama or something. Takayama or something like that. But it's meant to be Tokyo. It's it's more spoof. You know, we're in for the sort of Austin Powers territory. The sort of yeah. silly, swinging 60s humour. Lots of jabs at hippies, uh, conservatives, Democrats, Republicans. You know, it's, it's the sort of satire verges on the spoofy side of things. Yeah. And, you know, and much the better. Takashima. Uh, Takashima, there you yeah. go. Uh, you can run around, you can throw things with your telekinesis, you can mm-hmm. uh, anally probe people, you can blow yeah. things up, you can hop into your flying saucer and level the entire city, which is always fun. Yeah. Um, I went straight for Parliament, mate. Yes. Blew yes. that up straight away. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. <clears throat> it's good. They're doing good work with these games, is Black Forest. I think they made a little bit of a gatto out of this, to be honest. Um, it, was, it was really buggy. Um, I don't know about you, but That's I experienced right, yeah, so many bugs and glitches and problems. It was irritating. You see, I didn't experience any, and I think what it oh, was... Oh, I can take you through some of the worst ones if you want. Well, we'll get to that in a moment, but I think right. what it was was when I played it, I think it had been patched because oh. I saw there was some patch notes out there that I think fixed quite a lot of issues. Uh, I, I mean, I played it before and and after. I sort of played it a mm-hmm. bit before, and then yeah. when I sort of came back to it, I got into the uh, into the sort of Tokyo City uh, and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I didn't experience any bugs, which is a sh- which is uh, it's really? a shame that you did. Yeah. Oh, it totally um, affected the review. They sh- really should have. Um released it in a better state and it would have scored higher it could also have just been luck remember as well I well, wouldn't that's completely true. say the patch oh, well, I was probably desperately helped, unlucky then yeah because yeah, I, yeah. I had yeah. constant bugs I mean I got through to the Albion area fairly unaffected I had a few minor things mm. but once I hit the Takashima level oh boy the floodgates mm. opened <laughs> and it was just a bug fest so oh There'd be stuff like the game would just sort of not load the next objective, so I'd be running around being like, well, what am I doing? And it'd be just hmm. the objective had, hadn't knocked on. Um, or there'd be something like um, it would just stop. It wouldn't. The game wouldn't sort of freeze. It would just sort of stop responding. It was really strange. You could sort of still rotate the camera and the music <laughs> was still going and stuff, but I couldn't, hmm. like, fire my weapon or anything. Oh, that was annoying. And then the f- the final boss, um, you have to break his armor off. Mm-hmm. But between every attempt I had on the boss, the armor pieces were staying on the battlefield. So there was just shit loads of armor everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> little armor bits. I was like, this oh, is no. ridiculous. And I, so I reloaded the mission. And rather than taking me back to the beginning of the boss, it took me back to the very start of it. And I was like, well, I'm not doing this. This is Ooh. ridiculous. It fucked me completely. Oh, that's um, a shame. And then there was stuff like on, on the moon level, there were those little trucks that were shooting up into the air, uh, or they were just clipping through the scenery, driving wherever they want. 
Um, oh. Yeah, some really mad, very strange, strange bugs. I mean, that's well, just a few of them. The, I mean, fair more. enough, but outside of the bugs, a pretty good open-world game, I'd say. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's good sort fun. Sort of nice little I, old-school sort yeah. of hubs, right? Like, it's not really an open world. It's 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 more on the sort of hub vibes, you know? Yeah. Um, did you... um? Did you get to that boss um, with the big sort of spire sticking out the ground and you have to destroy it? No, that's With all the, the lasers everywhere. That's the... Uh, well, it yeah, it was sort of like nothing. In the original game, that yeah. was like the really easy, like stupid nothing boss, right? So uh, that's now, that's funny as well. Yeah. yeah. that was, In the original, that was like, you know, you wear down his health bar and it blows up. Mm. This one, Black Forest had gone, let's make it really hard. <laughs> Like it was too easy then. Let's make it ridiculous. Yeah. Let, not not just let's make it a little bit more challenging. Let's absolutely hammer you with lasers and missiles and all sorts of shit and yeah. make it really frustratingly difficult. <laughs> the point where you want to cry. I wonder if they've maybe addressed that in a. It's a, it's annoying oh. these days with the with patch stuff because then yeah. you know you sort of have to review what's in front of you. But, of course. Um, yeah. You know, this is then it. When it gets changed, you end up. Sort of. I mean, it's no less valid. It's yeah. just outdated, I guess. But it's well, perfectly yeah, cause valid. If you play this and you're playing it with the patch, you can be like, "What? What was the fuss about? What, yeah. what are you talking about? No bugs. I had no bugs." It's like, well, I bloody did. They didn't yeah. release the patch when I was reviewing it. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um, well, but it's either a weird way, one. you know, the experience. I guess you know, a lot of people will have will be sort of perfectly good, and that's I that's much for the better, despite yeah, the yeah. frustrations. You know, it's still. Still a, a decent game, and and I think the sort of game that it's just nice to have now. You know, mm. it's it's a nice size. It's not too long. It's got some nice open world sort of frills. It's definitely yeah. it's in that genre of the kind of GTA clone, though it does a hell mm. of a lot of stuff that's you know different and original. And it was you know once upon a time it was in the in the realm of the of the good GTA clones you know it was sort of like yeah. if you had like true crime on the one hand or mafia or something like that which wasn't really a GTA clone but destroy all humans was always like a little bit more interesting and I, and I think I have um I installed destroy all humans 2 mm-hmm. um the like uprendered one on on PS4 and I was sort of playing that just for the sake of comparison and the, the the work they do on the art direction of Black Forest is really really good it's really bright and colourful and some and the character designs are sort of like that got that nice caricatured look not, See, not you know too much but I thought it was too much in the first Destroy All Humans remake that the characters were sort of ugly and gaudy yeah they were weird in this it one, sort of toned it down a bit yeah they've toned time, it right? down so it sort of it, it rides that line between sort of cartoony caricature mm. but it doesn't go too far the other way it doesn't go quite too far no yeah, no it and works you've got like um, all, they don't they don't sort of let any of the gags slip through their fingers like you've got Anthony mm. Stewart head voices yeah. a kind of Austin Powers like hero you know with the kind of uh, frilly sort of sleeves bond, and yeah. the kind of cravat and everything yeah, yeah and it's you know it's like what's his name Reginald Ponsonby Smythe it's that's <laughs> it yeah it's a very yeah. good, it's a very broad very easy spoof but it gets some it gets a laugh and uh mm-hmm. You know, it is just fun to hop in your saucer and blow some stuff up. But it's 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 just yeah. It's I'm glad they're I'm glad they're doing these games because you know they are sort of in need of rescue. It's that classic sort of double A game, you know. Mm, um, yeah. The, the sort of originally by Pandemic. The one thing I miss um, 
and it it's really potent if you play the originals kind of side by side is the havoc physics engine because yeah. it, it used to be that throwing things around with your telekinesis was really really fun you had this great great weight to it and people people sort of like ragdolled convincingly when you sort of tossed them over walls and it was you know it was, i mean havoc was just brilliant it was a bit like um psyops which also mm-hmm. used havoc you know had that lovely yeah. weight to everything whereas these days in the remakes you sort of lift something up with your telekinesis and it's just sort of like whips whips up into the air super quick, very, very kind of unconvincing, like light as air sort of stuff. It's 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 okay. It's just I kind of miss that. On the other hand, the jetpack is you can basically fly now. Whereas before yeah. it was kind of like an extended triple jump that sort of allowed you to mm. hover. But now you can fly for absolutely ages. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fun to sort of scale the rooftops and whiz across yeah. the skyline. Yeah. Sort of see what you can see what you can see. Um mm. but yeah, there's lots to enjoy in its kind of colourful sort of stupid world. I kinda of had a Yeah. Had a good well I'm time glad they've it. patched it then as well, so Yeah. 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 Well, That's good. I mean, I, you have to take what I'm saying with a pinch of salt. I mean, I can only talk about the way I experienced the game, like much like you can only talk about the way you experienced yeah. it. I can't vouch for that. Hopefully, they have. As I say, I didn't have like any. I, I mean, I possibly had some sort of minor, you know, cosmetic thing here or there, but mm. I, my experience of it was relatively unspoiled. But in um, in kind of, I guess, related news. You've mm-hmm. been playing Pac-Man World Repack, which is another remake. Yeah. We're, we're sort of inundated with remakes uh, we are, in, yeah. in, in recent times. And it's sometimes it's good news. I mean, the Destroy All Humans kind of relatively uninspired. Just a sort of st- good, solid remake effort of games that, you know, do benefit from being out now. Pac-Man World Repack is... The original mm-hmm. Pac-Man World was a PlayStation 1 thing, and it was kind of weird yeah. at the time, because it was a, a 3D Pac-Man that was kind of RPG-like, that had you mm. sort of, you know, exploring a world, and it told a story, weirdly. Um, yeah. About... It wasn't much of a story. Was it Pac-Man's friends get kidnapped by a big blob bastard? Yeah. And you have to yeah. go after them. Yeah. Talkman, I think he's called. <laughs> He's a big sort of robot-y Pac-Man bastard. Excellent. Uh, um, so you've been yeah. playing Repack, which is a funny name. How is it? It's a really good remake as well. They've done a really great job of, um, you know, revamping those colourful visuals and making it look lovely. Um, mm, mm. Yeah, and it's it's still a very playable game. It's very What's bright and some... colourful and, um, yeah, enjoyable. Mm. What is the vibe of it? What's like the sort of combat? Like, what what does it do? Because I haven't played it yet. I have it, but I haven't played it. Well, it's it's sort of a two point five D platformer, really. Uh. So there are bits you, you you're doing your platforming or whatever. There are bits where you can become like Metal Pac Man and you sink into water and you can do stuff underwater as Metal Pac Man, hmm. or um, you'll jump on a button and it'll chuck a load of power pills into the level so you can start gobbling them up and. Then you can, you know, obviously gobble up the ghosts. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's it starts off quite gently. It gets, you know, a little bit challenging the more you progress. Um, mm. Yeah, it's quite satisfying. I, I played it for about two hours just to get a mm. feel for it. And yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, th- I think it's... Um, it seems like one of the yeah. more kind of worthy efforts to sort of do something different yeah. with an established... Uh, with an established, it's funny when you think of like Sonic the Hedgehog, they obviously yeah. fl- floundered quite a lot when it came to sort of doing a 3D Sonic. I know people like <clears throat> Sonic Adventure, 
mm-hmm. Sonic Adventure Two. You know, it's got some, it's got some fans. But generally, that was a series that really, really struggled to. Yeah. No, and I'm not just talking about 3D, but you know, to innovate, they tried it a lot. You know, you had Sonic Spinball, and they tried to do lots of different things with Sonic. And it always seemed to me that it was very evident with Sonic that the best thing was those 2D games. I, I don't think I'm that's that dramatic a statement. You know, no, the classic it's, it's Sonic. True. <laughs> Whereas with with Pac-Man, it's kind of interesting because it's uh, well, it's Namco, I suppose now it's. Bandai Namco, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> they actually quietly did some really good work. I mean, I know this game originally on. I never played it on the uh, on the PlayStation, but it's but it's held up as being a pretty convincing effort. I wouldn't say, um, yeah, maybe a sort of a cult game, if that's fair to say. Yeah, like it's sort of held up as oh, that was a really good one. That they actually did something that was interesting. That yeah. kind of was Pac Man, but that actually managed to bridge that. Go- you say it's kind of two point five D. Yeah, basically. So there are bits where you're side-scrolling. You can kind of move, you know, into the foreground, into the background. Mm, mm. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much it. There's bonus levels, like mazes, more traditional sort of Pac-Man, but they're sort of top-down, kind of isometric 3D. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's it's got a bit of everything going on. I I really like it. Um, And it's one of those that did sort of pass me by during the PS1 era. So it's nice to kind of be like, oh, right, this is... A really mm. cool way I can, you know, <laughs> discover this game. Yeah, um, do you know yeah. what? It, it reminds me of. Um, <clears throat> did you play uh, Clonoa when they did the or Clonoa yeah. when they did the Revenant yeah, yeah, yeah. series? It's it's in that same kind of league, I'd say, of remake. Uh, it's lovely and colourful and chunky looking and just very mm. pleasing. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah I'd, I'd put it in the same kind of um, yeah. That's great. That and because also. I think when you look at Klonoa or you look at Destroy All Humans or maybe if you look at this, if you look at <clears throat> Pac-Man World Repack, mm-hmm. there is, I think, what they prove. Uh, whatever you make of the efforts of the developers, <clears throat> yeah. like if you get, you know, oh, this is really good 3D or, oh, this has got a lot of bugs or whatever, the the effort of remaking it is, is, mm-hmm. is always important. But I think what maybe is overlooked sometimes um is that along with the effort, and maybe just as important as the effort, is the game, the choice of game. You know, yeah, it's yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's a pre- preservation thing, isn't it? At the end of the day, ab- absolutely. And I mm. know, you know, people are sort of, you know, oh well, you know, you get the Last of Us remastered, and it's a it's a good thing because you get that game on the PlayStation Four, you know, and 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 that console sells a hell of a lot. So that's a sort of preservation thing for that. There is an art to sort of like having it's just the right game at the right time. You know, do we, as much as I'm excited, as much as I, I'm sure I will love the game, you know, do we need a Resident Evil 4 remake? No, I'm sorry. The short answer is that no, we don't. That game's still fucking incredible to play now, you know. But if someone said, do we mm. need to get Klonoa onto modern consoles? You know, maybe the answer's no, depending on how you feel about you know, Klonoa personally, but it is a, it's an important platformer that did something yeah. different. And ga- games like yeah. this are even something relatively unimportant, like Destroy All Humans. It's like, it's a good example of a genre we don't have anymore, and lots of people mm. won't have played it. And if you did play it, you'll get that extra kick, that little buzz of recognition. You know, I think there's an art to that. I think... Um it's always nice to remake something that's difficult to get hold of as well. Definitely, <coughs> yeah. Excuse me, Absolutely. because um, that's the problem these days. Is that you know some games are just essentially forgotten for a lot of mm. people, mm. and it's a shame you know to lose those 
yeah. games because you just can't find them on the platform that they yeah. released on. Like yeah. it doesn't happen with film preservation. I mean, yeah. a film might get lost or whatever, but mm. generally speaking, you know, you can get a film and you can watch it. Yeah. And with a game, like if I wanted to play, say, I don't know. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but well, if you wanted to, like be- right now, and if if you don't have, have a I don't know a PlayStation Two or something, and you wanted yeah. to play The Getaway, uh, you're fucked. Well, that's true. Yeah, that, I mean that's a good example right there. Right, and that's yeah. and I deliberately chose that one because it's a big ruddy game. It's a big example yeah. of Sony first party, you know, exclusive game. And again, it's funny. Talk about the GTA clone, you know. Mm-hmm. It's that whole thing again, and it's like, well, I suppose you could emulate the game if you have a copy. You could get it on your on your PC or whatever. But out, yeah. <clears throat> you know, outside of that, you know, you're, you're basically screwed. And so that's why I, I love those PS2 classics thing when they just sort of they, they were relatively lazy. They just kind of it was just you know well uprender it to 1080 and we'll put some trophies on there. But for a lot of people, if that's the right kind of game, that's enough. You know. Yeah. This is why I want to see full emulation on consoles. Yeah, that's I'd the love dream, that. man. That's yeah, the if I dream, can, if great. I can play all of my old discs mm. on a, a PlayStation or on an Xbox or whatever, mm. I'm all mm. in for that. Oh yeah, that's the dream. That's yeah, great. It'd be great, yeah. and I, I wish it was a thing. And I don't feel like there's enough value placed on preservation. But then again, as well you do full emulation on a console, you're also closing off your avenue for remakes, I suppose. That then, is also true. Although, are Is Sony going to remake The Getaway? I, I very much doubt it. No, you see, that's the... Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. And it's not like The Last of Us. It's not like we were short of The Last of Us, right? You can get it... Yeah. Uh, the PS4 one is, 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 is back compare and available mm-hmm. on PlayStation Plus. Yeah. If you wanted to, you could actually stream the PS3 one for the sake of uh, authenticity if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, you know, but but they still remade it. So I, I don't even know that it would necessarily close the avenue. May, may, maybe it would mm. be slightly less of a reason for things like Destroy All Humans or, or, or I don't know, for, you know, Devil May Cry 4 or something like that. Or D, or DMC. Yeah. It's like, would you know, would that get a PS4 version if it was just a fully back compact console? Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, this is it. I mean, yeah, Capcom have kind of done a fair bit of that re-releasing <laughs> yeah. Xbox 360 PS3 era games for Xbox One and PS4. Mm. It's a little bit... Mm. I would say that Capcom, more than any other developer in the world, is, just in terms of sheer number of just being mm-hmm. prolific, leads the pack in terms of reselling people on its own games. And I'm including yeah. in that not just the remasters and the re-releases, but just full-on remakes and stuff. I mean, it's just just thoroughly going through all of the Resident Evils and remaking them. I mean, yeah. that, and not really getting any criticism for doing it. I mean, because they happen to be really good remakes. <laughs> this is the problem. Like, <laughs> if I can play Resident Evil 4 again on, mm. a, on another console, mm. I'm not going to complain about that no. I'm all in yeah I'll play yeah. that game no I will yeah so <laughs> again, I can say earlier again again. I'll, bloody, I'll bloody play it don't get me yeah. wrong I'll, <laughs> I'll play anything yeah. so but, we're part um, of the problem Josh mm. we're, we're suckers mate we are we are yeah. we, we are we are suckers but I'll also be playing the original you know that's the thing well of course I'll be loving yeah. it I'll be playing it yeah. um, and uh, last on the docket this week uh, but by no means least is Gerda a flame or it might be Gerda a flame in winter how do you spell it G E R D A, but it's Danish. Gerda. So, Gerda. 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 A flame. I don't know why it's Scottish. Scottish, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
uh, Gerda, A Flaming Winter, uh, which is a narrative-driven RPG set in occupied Denmark in 1945. It's made mm. by a developer called Porter Play, which has right. which is a, a small potty. studio, Porter Potty. It's a mm. um, small Danish studio, and it has in its back catalogue lots of sort of educational software by the looks of things. I had a look through, and, and some games. It's got a little, little go-karting game in there. This looks to me to be the studio's sort of breakout, I wouldn't say, yeah, maybe a breakout or its first Mm. sort of, you know, full-fledged game. Um, And it's notable, I suppose, for being published by Don't Nod, uh, or as we should say, Don't Nod. Why have Uh, they done that? Well, it's, Sorry, well, it's, this is a tangent, uh, <laughs> but why have they changed their name like that? It's really stupid. It's it's uh, well, I could quote their press release and say that it is so that to drive home the fact that they don't nod along with all of the other developers or something. I don't know well, what they're. I, I got that. And the apostrophe. Don't forget the apostrophe. It's, I don't know. Uh, it's mental. It's stupid. Mental. stupid. It was sort of just nonsense speak. Reading that press release always makes me laugh. Um, I want to know whose decision it was. Yeah, because it was it, dumb. For anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, it used to be "don't nod," all one word, no space, uh, no, no apostrophe, apostrophe. Yeah. and now it's got the apostrophe, it's got the space, and it's, it's the words "don't nod." I don't, I don't care, but it's just the press release made it out to be this huge deal in the news, and it was funny. But anyway, yeah. So they they published this thing, uh, which is notable because it's the first time they're sort of being a publisher of an indie game, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it shares, I guess, a few sort of thematic things with games like Life is Strange, uh, where you have choice and consequence and all that sort of stuff. You know, decisions pop up and you make choices and you're allowed to make choices through different means. You sort of, you view the game from on high and sort of move Gerda around the environments, a little bit like a sort of telltale game. And, right. you know, you interact with people. And Gerda is half German, half Danish. Um, and so she's sort of quite literally... Uh, caught between two between two states you know her sort of fellow it's set in the town called tinglev her Mm. father is is german and he he works for the uh for the well he's a he's a nazi i think he's a member of he's not a member of the ss but he's a he's a sort of german soldier right um and uh so you basically have to negotiate the sort of difficulties of Gerda's a nurse. And so, mm-hmm. you know, a scenario might be some, some you know, a fella from the town comes in and he's got a cough. So you have to sort of help treat his cough. You get the little cough drops and then the doctor goes to, to sort right. of like check him. But then all of a sudden a German soldier runs in because a factory is blown up downtown. He's got burns all over his body. And so there's, there's a kind of conundrum where it's like, are you going to treat the German soldier? Um, because it looks like a much more serious injury. Like, where do you, where does your sort of morality come into it? As a, as a as a sort of you know, she, she you can say to the doctor, you know, it's your duty to to sort of treat this man. The doctor's obviously begrudging because it's a member of the German occupying mm. forces. So mm-hmm. you know things like that. Uh, you know, and opportunities you know pop up. It turns out there's a sort of uh, I, I don't want to spoil things, but there are the Danish resistance movement is sort of present. Uh, in 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 the town, and so you have opportunities to help uh, refugees, mm. um, or to you know, and and you, you sort of, I imagine if you replayed it, you'd get broadly similar outcomes, but with a, with here and there, you'd get some of those bigger, more drastic changes. Right. Um, 
the way that things work is Gerda has like mental energy. I think they're called mental energy. She has insight, compassion, and wit, and she mm. earns points in those categories at the end of each day. And you can then you can like spend those on different decisions that you want to make. And okay. then in in so doing, it'll say like the occupation, and you'll get like points in each of the in each of the like clans. So it'll be like right. the occupation likes you six points, and then it's like oh the resistance doesn't like you for that decision minus two points you know uh-huh. um so it ends up being a really interesting game it's sort of it's about it reminds me of something like this war of mine although where that was a sort of survival game set in a besieged uh eastern mm. european city this and was unrelentingly grim this sort yeah. of presents quite a nice surface you know the game sort of looks a bit like a like a sort of christmas postcard or something but, it, okay. but it's actually sort of quite tense and some of the decisions you make it sort of it puts the war through an interesting domestic lens that it almost mm. never gets in games you know and, and yeah. actually scandinavia as a whole uh it's quite poorly represented i always remember that lovely nordlis campaign in battlefield 5 or v yeah which was yeah. really really lovely which was uh, that was great played as a member of the norwegian resistance solvig mm. um and that was and, and it's 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 an interesting theater for the war that isn't always sort of explored in games and i thought gerda did it does it in a in a really interesting way yeah. it's um you know you you're sort of you're you're reading lots of stuff you're listening to lots of voiceovers it's a sort of it's a slow burning game and it's i i played it on switch and it's quite perfect actually because when i'd go to bed for the last sort of few nights <laughs> i just sort yeah. of get out my switch have a little go on that in the same way that you'd like read a little book before bed, play it for an hour or so, and then sort of get off to sleep. You know, it's just like a nice, cosy tale with with some some hard decisions and some interesting interesting little sort of passageways explored uh, right. that sort of few other games do. But I'd recommend it. I'd recommend switch it. and stuff. switch and PC only jobber. Uh, switch and PC, yeah. Uh. So yeah, get it, get it on, get it on your Switch. You, you might, you might like it. It's, there's no survival stuff in it. it well, it's um, about, it's about survival, but um, you know. I think I've got enough on my Switch, mate. Yeah, stick to Pac-Man World Repack. Now well, that's on there, my Xbox, but there, yeah. There's a bit of Taylor survival, you know. Oh god, yeah. If you want, uh, if you want it, I mean, his family's been kidnapped. Yeah, no, it's no less you know. serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. World War Two, Pac-Man's family it's, being kidnapped. I don't know which both, is more both important. Hard hitting. Okay, both yeah. important. Anyway, we, you, anyway, you won't read about Pac-Man's family being kidnapped. In <laughs> no, you won't. Or his, or his efforts to retrieve them. But yeah. it did happen. So mm. stop being ignorant of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> read your history. Read a history book. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, anyway, we've got to talk news because there's some big stuff this week, and uh, I'm eager oh, to yeah. get into it with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm eager to yeah, get yeah. into it. So, oh, I can't wait. Oh, it's we'll, gonna be great. Uh, we'll... <laughs> 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 we'll jump in. All right. So I rang up this pizza place, and I fancied some iced cream. And I said to this fellow, I like some ice cream, please. I like some ice cream, please. And he said, oh, okay, cool, what do you want? And I said, well, what have you got? And he said, well, what do you want? I said, what have you got? Well, what is it you want? Right, that annoyed me anyway. And I said, chocolate. And his response, we don't have any chocolate. Item number one on the news agenda Mm. is... uh, I want to get your thoughts on this. Go on. Assassin's Creed Mirage. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. 
it was leaked. There were there were a few leaks of this game, and Ubisoft uh, confirmed it. And there will be a reveal on September tenth. Uh, Ubisoft uh, need to bloody um, you know tighten up their ship. Tighten up the ship. Lot of yeah. leaks. Lot of leaks. Yeah. Uh, I'll go. I'll go through a couple of the leaks. Taken with a pinch of salt. Uh, there's a, a, a sort of a, a fairly established Assassin's Creed leaker by the name of Jonathan, but the O is a zero, so that's mm. a sort of alias. I see what he's done there. He sort of cloaked yeah, his real name in, in obscurity. You love to see. They'll it. never know what his real name is. No, no. He's no. <laughs> <laughs> he said the game will only feature Baghdad, just one city with mm-hmm. four districts. Each district has its own boss. Uh, apparently, apparently gets rid of the RPG stuff, uh, specifically leveling. Like, it gets yeah. rid of that. Uh, okay. Back back to basics approach features the return of throwing knives, hiding places on rooftops, and apparently um, it's going back to those really, really dense NPC numbers that you saw in Unity, which mm. I always really liked and was always kind of sad that they got rid of those because it looked incredible. In um, Well, it caused all sorts of problems, though, didn't it? It did, which they eventually course, patched you know, out. Then it didn't. So it's like it's proven that it works, you know. Mm. Uh, yes, it, it did need to be patched, but um, yeah. Anyway, it's, yeah, reportedly will attempt to, to sort of bring back that, that kind of crowd density. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, more stealth focused. My attitude is I'll believe it when I see it. Um, yeah. And I'd like to just take this opportunity to remind everyone and i've done it about three times on this podcast but it but it needs to be done um ubisoft said that valhalla would be shorter than odyssey yeah and i've gone on yeah i've gone on the uh how long to beat and uh odyssey if you just stick to the main story is like 45 hours or 42 Mm -hmm. hours and something and if you just stick to the main story of valhalla it's over 60 so oh, that was not only was that not tr- it's the opposite it was actually longer than odyssey now mm. yes it had a more a, a sort of smaller map but to be honest that was just bluster in the end and it was untrue like mm. so you know they say all this stuff because it's i guess they're sort of saying it to try to bring back people like me where it's like i just miss what assassin's creed was um yeah I know people love that. Uh, fair play, you know. The series is doing well. And we've had listeners come in and say, you're too harsh on it. We actually love the Goblin stuff. And, <laughs> and actually, the fact that it's sort of just The Witcher now is brilliant. So shut up. And I'm saying, mm. all right, fair enough. And it's selling like hotcakes, fine. But I do still miss classic Assassin's Creed. And actually, I was playing through Unity recently. And it is yeah. really good. And I, you can tell that's the team that, that did too. Is it Ubisoft? Montreal or with help from Sophia you know it's mm. like I love it when it hones in on a single city um, I need to play that again actually I haven't played it since it came out it's a cracking game it's really beautiful like it's graphically it's more impressive than a lot of the newer games for me it's got this lovely yeah. vel- velvet clothing textures and those massive crowds are still so impressive and the city's brilliant you know revolutionary Paris I mean what's not to love you know did I ever um, tell you that I streamed that game when we used to do live streams oh yeah and um <laughs> I was playing the, the DLC, I think Ubisoft had sent us the DLC to stream, and I was getting really frustrated with it because Arno was climbing over places I didn't want him to climb. Oh, that's classic, yeah. And I was going, this is fucking rubbish, isn't it? This is, oh, this is fucking shit. And I realised halfway through my kind of massive um, diatribe 
against yeah. the game that Ubisoft was hosting the stream. Oh Jesus Christ! But, and I was like, oh God! <laughs> I was like, this is like Ubisoft like hosting our stream, and I'm slagging off their game, like cursing it massively. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. But there that is really annoying. It is really annoying when that happens, yeah. and they climb up. Like and the all you system. want them to do is run over an edge, and they just yeah. <clears throat> they end up climbing up the fucking curtains, and they're on the yeah. ceiling, and you're just like, what's what are you doing? There is actually a really good parkour system in Unity, and it's quite subtle. And if you sort of learn it, there's some good YouTube tutorials on it. It actually tried to bring back a lot of the the sort of parkour flow state stuff, which is basically gone by the wayside these days. Um, mm. It's mm-hmm. oh look, I'm all for this if it is what it is, if it is what we've heard, you know, if it is, it's just the city's Baghdad and you're there for the whole time and it's a really interesting city. And is it is it Basim from Valhalla? Who don't, yeah, well, at least those are the like rumours that you. Yeah, yeah, he's wearing white robes. It looks white and blue as well. Promising based on yeah. the single piece of key art they've released. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm all in for this. To yeah. be honest, I. I it, but with, I a, feel with, a, like, with a massive pinch of salt, though. Yeah, I feel like they could alternate between. You know, there's great big ridiculous Assassin's Creeds, and they don't need to be as big as Valhalla was. No. And there's smaller, more conventional Assassin's yeah, Creeds. Absolutely. Why not? Absolutely. Have more tie yeah. into the same story. Yeah. Love I don't mind, by the way, if they want to. If you want to do the countryside and that, that's great. It's just that the cities and stuff in Valhalla. Um, were just like nowhere near as impressive as any of mm. the cities in the. If you compare it to like Florence and Naples and stuff, it's like they. The cities in Valhalla were like really small. I mean, historically accurate, sure, but yeah, like yeah. relatively small, relatively not that impressive. Just sort of nice little sort of hamlets. Well, not that mm. hamlets is a bit much, but you know, small scale little villages, and then just quite a lot of fields and stuff to gallop through. It's just not quite as fun for me. I love urban Assassin's Creed. I love the city. You know, mm. um, so maybe this could sort of scratch that itch. I don't know if. Well, I mean, you know, if what we've heard is true. So. You were probably loving it when they said in Valhalla they're going to bring back social stealth, but then felt yeah. cheated when yeah. it was not really necessary at all, no, ever. No, ever. Not ever. Yeah. Not ever. <laughs> I was most happy when it, they just kept going on about Odin and the goblins. That was brilliant, to be honest. I know you liked that. Yeah. You, you notoriously do love goblins. I just and, can't get and, enough yeah, of them, mate. All that. Yeah, I can't get enough of them. Um, well, being a Hill- goblin yourself. <laughs> Silent Hill 2 Remake is a thing that's almost certainly going on and we're sticking with the theme of leaks this week Do so you again, think it's really going on? Well, the stuff that's come out now I do, yeah Really? Uh, those screen, those ridiculous low-res well, so blurry screenshots? These are ridiculous low-res blurry screenshots and they come from Dusk Golem which is a little bit more obscure than Jonathan when it comes to picking well, a, a leaker alias they are um, a slightly more prolific, renowned yes. leaker as well, in True. fairness. And yeah. uh, Dusk Golem said uh, that the uh, screenshots that have been leaked are from an internal pitch demo uh, from Bloober Team before the project was greenlit. So it's it's a no-budget, proof-of-concept thing, which would explain the re- relatively yeah. unexciting, unsexy screenshots. Uh, and they said, you know, this isn't actually what the final game looks like. Um, according to sources close to Video Games Chronicle, the Silent Hill 2, re- 2 remake is in development. Uh, it'll be a timed exclusive for PlayStation. And along with that, 
There's another episodic series of Silent Hill short stories, according to uh, various rumours and rumblings, said to be in development in a studio under Annapurna Interactive. The screenshots that leaked showed James uh, in various rooms, looking very James Sunderland-like, holding a metal pipe, coming up... I mean, look, it looked like Silent Hill 2, is what it looked Mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. And... I'm, I mean, yeah, as leaks go, some are more reliable than others. And when I sort of saw these ones, I thought, yeah. And this Dusk Golem has had a history of, um, of you know, of being f- fairly reliable when it comes to things like this. And it's the things that Bloober have said publicly, which kind of don't quite fully deny it. They don't, they sort of allude, you know, they sort of remember all that. That teasing talk about, oh, we're working with Konami on a big IP. Oh, what is it? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like, yeah. well, you know what? You're going to stick Bloober on Metal Gear. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, what else are you going to be doing? It's Sweeker then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, Pez. You know, Pez, yeah. Bloober <laughs> Blue, teams, Blue, teams, Pez, yeah. yeah. E-Football, yeah, it'd be amazing. Uh, so, yeah. Scary I'm, football. I'm, I think Silent Hill 2 is that pretty, a remake. I mean, it's... It's one of the juiciest properties when it comes to a remake imaginable, really, isn't it? It's what you know, one of the yeah. most celebrated horror games ever. Can I? Um, can you answer me a question though? Mm. Why two and not the first one? Why not remake the original Silent Hill? I think it's a little bit like uh, Capcom when it's right. like you know, why are you doing? You going straight to four and not doing Code Veronica? It's like well, Silent they did Hill- one, two, three. In fairness. They did do so, one, two, and three, you know, but so you know, if you're going through the mainline ones, it it fits in with the sequence. But you do have to, because Code Veronica, you know, sort of came out before four, and lest lest yeah. we forget, originally was Resident Evil three, but they didn't want to call it that. And you know, it is what happened next in the story to mm. Claire Redfield. It does take place, but yes, it's it doesn't. You know, three was was uh, was was it was only called that to sort of help boost the sales to make sure people you know bought the bloody yeah. Thing. I really think they should have remade Code Veronica for remaking four, but. If you're talking about making money, it's a decision I can understand. Anyway, I'll put it like that. It's not a decision I love, but it's a decision I understand. And, mm-hmm. it, and the, if they're going, we're going to remake two. I'd love them to remake Silent Hill 1, because I gotcha. love Silent Hill. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But Silent Hill 2 is the big bucks. I mean, that is the one, isn't it? It's like. But I'd also you know, say there's some more kind of uh, scope to remake Silent Hill 1. It, it mm. needs it. It's harder to get hold of. You can still play the Silent Hill 2 remasters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, As shoddy as they are. Yeah. Uh, And (laughs) Um, also, remember that Silent Hill 1's already been remade as well, so it sort of could... Oh... As shattered, shattered memories, shattered memories so, yeah. Kind of, of remake that kind of expounded on all the themes. I think there's yeah. a kind of element of like, well, if we're going to do one, we'll do Silent Hill two, and then we'll talk about the others if that one's successful. I can sort of understand mm. it, but yeah. So anyway, that's a thing that's that's I I you know I would bet is happening. Likewise, and this is all we're sticking with the leak train for the moment. Uh, yeah. This one, according to Jeff Grubb and Mike Minotti uh, over at GamesBeat as a managing editor and Giant Bomb reporter Jeff Grubb, they're on a podcast and they are talking about uh, The Legend of Zelda, specifically The Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, both coming to the Switch. It's a bit of a no-brainer. Twilight Princess HD and Wind Waker HD were a couple of celebrated Wii U releases. I've been looking for copies of these so I can put them on a shelf and not play them. Oh, so well, that's that, um, wait and that's see, useful. Mate. <laughs> yeah, 
because I put them now, in the rest of my Zelda games I haven't played. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. the Switch is kind of like a life raft for like a number of games that were. The thing is about the Wii U, just had a load of really good games on it. It didn't succeed yeah. as a console, but and loads of them are being ported to the Switch. So mm. obviously they did Skyward Sword in 2021, and that yeah, was really, bought really that. good. Bought that. So, Still shrink wrapped, gathering dust. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So the so now you've got. Twilight Princess and Wind Waker to buy as oh, well. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Brilliant. Add and, to the collection. Uh, I mean, we don't know it's definitely happening, but these guys said, we're, <clears throat> quote, we're very, very sure that these are being, they're being announced at an upcoming Nintendo Direct. Uh, there's going to be a lot of Zelda stuff at this thing, uh, like a Zelda blowout for Nintendo. 100% there's a Direct in September. Um, still some uncertainty about whether this will be a general Direct or maybe a mini. There was some talk mm. of it being a partner Direct. If they're going to have Zelda stuff there, it's not a partner Direct. And those are the things that we've been hearing. The specifics that were name-dropped were Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD ports to the Switch. Um, well, if so, anyone yeah. knows, it's Grubber. Yeah, he's true. reliable, isn't he? I'm all for it because you know I they're two terrific games. I especially love Twilight Princess. It gets a bad rap these days, but it was a phenomenal game. Mm. Um, but yeah, get 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 everything on the Wii U onto the Switch. It's, it just do it. Just get everything. Get the Metroid yeah. Prime remasters one to three yeah. on the please. Uh, well, they, they're bound to do that surely with them um, four. You know. You would think, and there were those rumours that they said that there was like a Metroid Pride 1 thing is like a much closer to a remake, but then the 2 and 3 are closer to remasters. Those were the rumours, and that's... Right. It'd be be silly not to, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, Project 007 may not be out until 2025. Yeah. That's... That's a bit mad. That seems excessive. It's according to a financial report, and the reason is... uh, I'll I'll quote from the report so you can kind of draw your own conclusions, but it says, uh, we had a couple of years with solid revenue and profits due to the launch of a title. That was referring to Hitman 3. Mm -hmm. Quote, uh, there is a risk the next couple of calendar years, the EBITDA and profits will drop. This is due to long production phases ahead before the next releases hit the market. More precisely, the financial year 2024 to 2025 estimates show a significant decrease. So the smart money says Bond ain't coming out until 2025 and then that's when the profits will presumably rise, I guess. I I wonder if by then there'll be a new Bond film to tie in with. (laughs) Yeah, I I get the sort of... I get the vibe from what I'm, I'm call it just a hunch, but I get the vibe that this is not really like a tie-in. No, it's not. It's, it's I don't think like, it is. No, no, it's it's going to be its own thing. I think. Yeah, I mean, not mm. to say that you know, releasing a Bond game near to when a Bond movie comes out is a bad idea, but just you know no. that it's sort of its no. own. But yeah, bring so back uh, Agent Under Fire Bond. Yes, please. Bring back him. Yeah, yeah he was brilliant in both. He was both great, looks and voice. Timothy Watson, <laughs> classic. Bring uh, back Timmy Watts. Bring back Timmy Watts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the second best Timothy to ever play Bond. Um, oh, get Dalton in. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> I'd love that. Hangar 13 confirms a new Mafia game's happening, but it's a few Good. years away. So I sort of wish they'd keep this shit to themselves until it's close to the time. I mean, I've said yeah. this before, but I'll say it again because mm. I think it's worth saying. Mm. Don't hype me up for something that's a million years away. I'm yeah. not interested. 
Don't hype me up before you go-go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, the rumours are, or according to a Kotaku report from earlier this year, that the game, the Mafia game they're working on, is apparently a prequel, which is kind of interesting as well. Ooh. Um, so, you know, again, pinch of salt, but... That's I wonder who'd be playing it. us. If it's a well, it's probably a new person, right? Yeah, it'd have to be, wouldn't it? It kind of can't be Tommy when he's like Plays 10. the infant Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Dreaming of becoming a mobster. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, another weird thing. Glenn Schofield tweeting, oh, right. about, <laughs> tweeting about making a game. Obviously, the Callisto yeah. Protocol is a game we're looking forward to. Um, and uh, tweeted out what sounds like sort of condoning crunch conditions I guess so the, the tweet was quote I only talk about the game during an event we're working six seven days a week nobody's forcing us exhaustion tired covid but we're, we're working bugs glitches performance fixes one last pass through audio 12 to 15 hour days this is gaming hard work lunch dinner working you do it because you love it see now, <laughs> yeah, I, I like Glenn Schofield. I've met him a couple of times, and mm. I've always enjoyed talking to him. But yeah. that is extremely ill-judged. Oh yeah, I don't yeah. know what he was thinking when he tweeted that out. Yeah, and of course, that, like, you know, did he not foresee that there'd be a massive backlash? I, d- I d- he must have done the. I, I, d- I don't yeah, really understand. Don't he deleted know. the tweet, he, but it was he yeah, deleted it was too the late. tweet, and then he sent out another one saying, "Quote: Anyone who knows me knows how passionate I am about the people I work with." Um, Earlier, I tweeted how proud I was of the effort and the hours the team was putting in. That was wrong. We value passion and creativity, not long hours. I'm sorry to the team for coming across like this. Not exactly kind of taking back what he said or Mm. or really apologising for what he said, but just sort of saying, I shouldn't have emphasised the long hours. I should have emphasised the passion and the creativity. But, you know, the trouble is, yeah, but what if the passion is yours, you know, who stands to make an awful lot more money than... I'm sure the people making it have passion, but if it's a sort of company culture thing that comes from the top down and... You know, the people that work six or seven days, the people that work 12 to 15 hours a day, um, mm. you know, in with much more chance of promotion and you get dirty looks when you're leaving on time. That's not, yeah. you know, I'm not saying those those things are happening, by the way. Don't, you know, I'm not, you know, presuming to know the conditions inside um, uh, Striking Distance Studios. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, it's that sort of attitude, you do it because you love it, that you sort of hear from studio. It's no wonder that he deleted it. I think maybe he must have just tweeted it in a, in a kind of thoughtless moment. But it doesn't fill yeah. me with hope for the conditions under which the Callisto Protocol is being made. I have to be honest. It's- no. And they announced the release date quite a while ago. So mm. I feel like they're working towards that date. And, yeah, they're not going to want to delay it, are they? Yeah. So yeah, I, I would be very surprised if crunch isn't going on, especially after that tweet. But why, why highlight it when you know, know. it's going to come back at you? Definitely, yeah. like, yeah, very it's odd. Not, it's not great. It's not. Great. No, it's not a good look. And yeah, the fact that he's voluntarily said, basically in so many words, we're crunching. Mm, <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, yeah. Probably maybe don't, don't, don't make that tweet sound that. Like- don't make it sound romantic and, you know, you do it no. because you love it. It's sort of no. the wrong. I mean, yeah, sure, but uh, everyone 
well, not everyone, but a lot of people do jobs because they love it. But you know, yeah, you've still got to ha- have that work-life balance. <laughs> it's crazy. You yeah, can't just and when the people spend at your the entire top life of, in an office. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the people at the top are sort of espousing that attitude. I think it, it just, yeah. there's, a, there's a trickle down, and it makes it very difficult yeah. for people to say, "Well, I'm not loving it today. I'd quite like to go home." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and last but not least, uh, and again, this isn't confirmed, but it sort of sounds like it may well be the case um halo infinite campaign co-op uh may have been delayed again mm-hmm. um, and split screen cancelled and you know what the funny thing is about split screen being cancelled is that loads mm. of people have found a way to get it working oh really yeah so it's like i know look we got we've managed to sort of uh trick the game into doing it and into it works it. so mm. Why can't you make it work? Why can't you do it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the initially in April of this year, 343 uh, said that there was a, quote, late August target for campaign co-op. Um, yeah. And community director Brian Gerard uh, responded to someone on Twitter uh, last week uh, on the subject of uh, the mode possibly being delayed. <clears throat> if you don't know, Halo Infinite launched in uh, 2021, late 2021, and it's launched in sort of bits and pieces. Um, mm-hmm. you know, things, things like Forge mode, things like Campaign Co-op are coming in kind of later seasons. So people are obviously looking forward to Campaign Co-op because it's an open world Halo game and, you know, Co-op is yeah. always fun in Halo. Um, they still don't have it. And anyway, Brian Gerard responded to someone, you know, sort of saying, is this going to get delayed again? And he said, quote, targets are a stake in the ground at the time, but of course subject to change. Uh, we'll have a roadmap update tomorrow on what to expect with Infinite in the months ahead. So, whether or not campaign co-op will, in fact, be delayed uh, remains to be seen. Hopefully, it won't be. Uh, uh yeah. Well, it's it's crazy. It's getting sort of silly now. Um, I mean, people have moved on. Surely. Mm, mm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be fun. It'd be fun when we get it. Yeah. That's what I'll say. Uh, right, yeah. it's about time to get quizzical. Uh, so we're going to have to summon Matt from upstairs. And uh, you're yeah, going to have to I shall do so. To head. All right, cool. Have a jingle. Do you remember Bodger and Badger? Sure. Bodger and Badger. Bodger and Badger. Bodger and Badger. Hello, Mousy. It's that time of the week, that time of the pod. It's time for Boss Fight. We're joined by Matt from upstairs. Hello, Matt from upstairs. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Bit tired, yeah. mate. <laughs> I'm not convinced. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't you don't sound, sound great. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. Just a bit, just a bit, just, just a bit shattered. Um, You're pissed up, aren't you? Somewhat still. You're all pissed up, mate. Still showing up for work, yeah. pissed up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, classic, old school. Pissed um, up with your shirt on backwards. Yeah. <laughs> no, mate, I would never do that. Inside out, but not backwards. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Inside yeah. Out. All right. With Fair a little Luke, with a Aid buyer. Yeah, <laughs> the constantly, still in constantly it. in hand. Yeah. You can't Classic. see it, but I do have sunglasses on. <laughs> good, uh, good. Right, it's all to play for this week. The score's 14-11 to Rich. Mm. So this could be one of those ones where you get a, a bigger foothold or Matt could come within two wins, which always seems more manageable somehow. You get to <sighs> four wins, seems like a bigger chasm, you know, but we'll, yeah. see, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. I want to get um, up to like 10, I wanna, you know. Want to yeah. make it impossible? Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> well, we'll see. You have to guess the business, the organization, the setup, the structure, the foundation, the institution, the group, the hierarchy, or the team from a game of my choosing. I tell you the clues. You say stop. I say your name. And you go down the history. Clue number one. Mm. The first appearance in a video game was in 2015. Ah, oh, this is this is Rich's like specialist subject. Um, hmm. Although, is it though? Right, bit of extra spice on this one. I was mentioned in a video game in 2013, but my first appearance in a video game, 2015. That's annoying, isn't it? That's yeah. yeah who, it is. who who did that? Like clue number two. <laughs> I've been around for a very long time. Some of my activities date back to the Byzantine Empire. Oh, this is too much. Oh, hold on a minute. Wait a second. <sighs> Clue number three. It's going to be the... My members no. are devout in their beliefs, but they also employ mercenaries to get the job done. Yeah, what's their bloody name? What's their name? What? Uh, you know, what, you onto something, are you? I'm not. Well, it, it seems... Well, Josh, did you say what when it was first mentioned, the date it was first mentioned? 2013. Yeah, then yeah, I'm onto something. <clears throat> mm, okay, Clue I'm number not. four. I have appeared in two games in total, and both times I've been thwarted by someone who I've repeatedly tried to recruit. Try to recruit. Yeah. What's their bloody name? What's their bloody clue number five? Oh, just tell uh, me. Stop. G- stop. Give me stop, the stop, win. stop. 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 Matt Lorigan. Is it um, Trinity from Rise of the Tomb Raider? And this week's winner. There we go. Oh, come on. There we go. Oh. Seemed like you were sort of latching onto that fairly early, that one. Yeah, I, was I had wor- no idea. I had Rise with the 2015 to 2013 thing, I thought made a lot of sense with Rise mm. and then Tomb Raider. I just, what made you get the get the name of it in the end? Because you seem quite stuck on that. I just, I mean, it, I just came to me eventually. <laughs> Pop, <popped laughs> Brilliant. Fair enough. Mm. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, that is the answer. First appearance of the video game is 2015. Mentioned in the video game in 2013, Tomb Raider. Uh, been around for a very long time. Some of my activities dating back to the Byzantine Empire. My members are devout in their beliefs, but they also employ mercenaries to get done. The clue I didn't get to was that I am named for a piece of religious iconography. So there you go, Trinity. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I've, I've appeared in two video games in total, and the last one was in 2018, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. But yes, right. well done to Matt from upstairs. Thank a you. A good win. Closing the gap, fourteen twelve. We'd yeah. have to see it. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, like you say, now, now, Rich can't just absolutely stomp me. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a little bit better. Don't count your chickens. <laughs> um, How do you feel about that one, Rich? You were uh, you because it didn't seem uh, like you were you were close to that one. I feel like what happened was my brain <laughs> refused to engage with the quiz this week. It just mm. shut down. I was trying to like wake up, and it's just like no. Well, what what happened there actually, nah, Rich? Is like, that is all part of my plan. I came in with such low energy that I knew it would yeah, uh, you, it would bring you right sure, down. Yeah, yeah, Throw you off. Yeah, it's your yeah, fault. Yeah, yeah, I'd be like, oh, you know, it's like you know, like Charizard won't fight uh, a Charmander in Pokemon because he's like, well, I'm not fighting <laughs> yeah. that little weakling. That's yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, just happened yeah. to yes. you there. Uh, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you got suckered. You got gulled by it. Yes. Oh well, good stuff. 
I do um, identify with Charizard quite, <laughs> quite a lot, yeah. Char Richard. Very good. Mm, yeah, Very exactly. good. Yeah. Um, it's about that time that we got here from the listeners. So bear with me and I will queue up a jingle. And I once had an encounter with Joss Stone in a hotel in London. It was around the launch of the Ghostbusters video game. Do you remember that? Are you going to call? Joss Stone! Okay. There's an event in this hotel and she was being shown around the hotel reception for some reason by a member of the hotel staff and she was carrying her little dog. Just and um, the hotel staff member who was showing around uh, sort of gestured towards us. It was like me and some other journos went, are these people with you to Just Stone? Are these people with you to Just Stone? And she gave the most like unbelievable look of disgust <laughs> and the very notion. She was like, no. And we were all just like, charming. Just I think it's fair to say that I'm a very emotional human being. Charming. Questions, theories, comments and queries, uh, you send them in and we will talk about it. This first mm. one is from uh, Michael, who says, yeah. thoughts, thoughts on yeah. Last of Us Remake uh, yeah. s- <laughs> selling less than Saints Row. Is it just that people don't have a PS5, or was demand just really low for a remake of a game that can already be played on PS4? Well, it could also be that Saints Row came out on more formats. You're talking one format versus all the formats. And he does say, is it that people don't have a PS5? So I think that's... I think that's another factor. Yeah, yeah. So Um, so smaller thing. Also, I would say that uh, that data is only physical copies... Yeah, it was still number one in the retail charts as well for PS5, so it's not done terribly. Um, no, no, no. But, I mean, the, the idea that Saints Row sold more is only uh, measured in physical copy sales. Right, okay. So we actually yeah. don't know how much it's sold digitally. But, yeah, I'd imagine it's probably because... Uh, it's probably less to do with having uh, less demand for the game than it is Saints Row coming out on every console... And that, that coming yeah. out on a on a console only as like which it, you know. yeah yeah which is yeah sought after also um, actually you'd expect more people to buy it physically wouldn't you Last of Us because it's cheaper you can get it for like sixty instead of seventy if you buy oh, it can digitally you get it for 60? yeah you could get it for sixty if you shop around yeah um, yeah if you're I paying guess... full whack for a digital copy you you're a bit mad but I mean you know many are mad. Mm. That's the I thing. always shop around. So, always shop around. It's worth it. Yeah, but the thing is, I never really. Whenever they talk about the sales stuff, it's kind mm-hmm. of always based on physical stuff. And yeah, like, it's always retail. Yeah, I like getting physical stuff. Don't get me wrong, but I just think that these days those stats have got to be way less useful because mm. so much is digital sales now. I suppose it's a, it's still kind of a barometer for what. Yeah, it's like it's useful selling. if you take it with a big old pinch of salt, I guess. And just yeah. say, by the way, we don't know about digital sales, which account for a huge old chunk. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Next question from Joseph Murphy. I decided to return to my eBay habit over the weekend, Uh-oh. and I noticed that all of the N sixty four games that I bought for under twenty five pre pandemic are all mm-hmm. now in the 70 to 90 range and yeah, some are even disgraceful. more and he said I've since decided to give up my eBay habit the collector's market has gone nuts have you seen that as well then um yeah just generally um all yeah. games for the most part have gone up like I um 
this, you know, you can probably laugh at this. I uh, <laughs> was looking into getting a copy of Urban Rain. Do you remember that three <laughs> D beat? Oh up? yeah, big time. Because yeah. I played a demo of it and I thought it was rubbish at the time, but I was like, yeah. do you know, what? I'd like to give it a go. And I found a copy for twenty eight quid. I was like, that's too rich for me. But since that same copy that I t- like didn't bother to buy the first time is now fifty four quid. I'm like, well, I'm definitely not buying it. Like, I did, it was just a curio in the first place. I didn't yeah. really want it. No, you've really got to commit if it's if it's fifty four, yeah. fifty five quid. Yeah, silliness, that's, that silliness. Yeah. That's just one example. I mean, there are loads more where I will look up a game thinking, oh, uh, maybe that'd be cool to have in my collection. And then yeah. it's been like the the price. Forget it. Yeah, it's it's going to put you off. Yeah. yeah, I I need to get back onto the sort of. Um, pre-owned games perusing because the sort of Steam Deck's mm. taken its place with the, how ludicrously cheap they are on there That's so it, I haven't yeah. haven't really gone on the uh, gone on eBay for a little while but uh, mm. I'll get back on there uh, let's have a little a little bit of source from uh, Simon Meredith says hey guys finally got my hands on a Vita and mm. wondered if you had any must play recommendations he said I, I wanted a Vita for years but not for any specific game um, I'll definitely be playing some PS1 classics though. PS, have you tried the Lotus Kit Kats? My little local news agents had a chuckle when I bought eight of them in fear of them running out. Love the pod. Keep up the great work. Oh, I haven't tried the Lotus ones, but I. That is intriguing. I know Kit Kat just have absolutely balmy flavours. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially overseas, they just they just do crazy stuff. I haven't tried uh, what the I love. What I love is that they waited for me to go vegan before releasing all these flavours, so I can't have them. So cheers. Yeah, that cheers, is Nestle, you fucking yeah. dicks. <laughs> but so, wasn't someone else talking about um, the Lotus, like Biscoff Kit Kats? Uh, possibly. I, think I mean, it's I was a, talking about the second... Biscoff biscuits, which are yeah. amazing. The cream, the Biscoff creams are just... Oh, yeah, you were talking about wonderful. those. Wonderful. Yeah. And anyway, I can have them, so brilliant. They're in Kit Kats. I will try them and report back. My local off-license off hasn't got them yet, but I'll mm-hmm. have a word and see. In terms of uh, must-play Vita recommendations, uh, I mean, there's the obvious ones. I'd say get your hands on Uncharted, Golden Abyss. That was a really yep. good Vita game. Yep. I'd also say uh, Killzone Mercenary was really, really good. It was like one of the games that really took advantage of the you know the twin sticks on the Vita, and it mm. looks great as well. It actually looks ridiculous. The graphics really? on that game are so good. Um, yeah, it's a real. You, is Resistance Burning Skies in a similar? Yeah, I'd I'd have that. Sphere. It's less. It's not as quite as good as Mercenary, but it is still good. And if you like Resistance, mm. it's a really interesting. You play like a New York firefighter, and it's got a real kind okay. of like comic book look to the cutscenes and stuff. It, it, nice. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's really fun. Um, <clears throat> what I can't else? think of any others. <laughs> I mean, the big one for a lot of people would be Persona Four Golden. Um, mm. I, oh, that yeah. would that would be like the purchase. I I can't vouch for that personally because I still haven't gotten into like I want to. Get, I will eventually get into Persona. Um, mm. And I actually have Persona Four Golden because I nicked it from. Yeah, I do Dan, as well. So oh, you've got his copy. That's yeah. done the rounds. That I had that, and then I downloaded it and decided <laughs> I'd give it back. And then yeah. I'm not on a sort of time limit with it. No, I still well, played I will, it though. I I'm will give it back. I will give it back. But I want. I I want to get into it. I want to try and get into it first. You know. Um, yeah. But yeah, I sort of feel almost obliged to say Persona Four Golden because it's like such a big one. Yeah. And it's like one of if the you, big, you know. If you're after something little, I quite liked Luft Rousers. 
Oh yeah, Love that was a cool little, really, really cool little shooter. Yeah, 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 for sure. I uh, should also say yeah. it remains the best place by far to play Tearaway, which is just an yes. excellent, excellent game. Hundred um, percent, yes. Producer Dan doesn't like that game because he's devoid of joy. Um, <laughs> but Tearaway, Tearaway is just pure joy. It's Ter- joyful. Tearaway is it's wonderful. Media and its molecule. use of the touch screen and all the the bits and bobs on the Vita is just amazing. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's probably my favourite of those Media Molecule games because it has yeah. the sort of arts and crafts aesthetic you know that kind of folded mm. card and the paper you could poke your fingers through the rear touchpad and yeah. your fingers like pops up in the game and yeah you're, really tactile it's good platforming it's aesthetic is like meaningfully implemented with the vita mm-hmm. um yeah. so i'd absolutely say get that a couple of uh like random ones from me as well it for me it's still the best place to play Hotline Miami. It's it's like yeah, that's that's the platform that Hotline. Yes, it came to PC uh, first and was like a, you know PC indie. That's where it's. At. But when it came to Vita, that was like mm. just the, it was so perfect. You could yeah. because you could drag. And this is what annoys me about the Switch version of Hotline Miami. You can't use the touchscreen. <clears throat> what? It's a really what, weird what, thing what? with the Switch. Like they don't always because it kind of has to be a home console as well. They don't always implement games to use a touchscreen because they always kind of think, well, what if someone's playing it and they're on the sofa and it's not, you know? So they always, but often that means they don't include touchscreen stuff at all. And That's the brilliant stupid. thing, I know, the brilliant thing about the Vita version of Hotline Miami was that you could use your thumb to sort of drag the screen and look ahead and look round corners and stuff. Um, mm. Just the, the slickest presentation of Hotline Miami. And well, that's where I played Hotline it, and, and I loved it. So I can vouch. I can I, I yeah. can corroborate Josh's yeah, yeah, yeah. comments. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, correct. it was a good. It was a good indie machine. It was like before yeah. the the Switch has kind of taken its mantle in console terms um, as being like a it really deserved good better. Indie. Yeah, for sure. Oh, also special mention has to go to Guacamole, which began life yeah. there. Um, yeah. Also, a game that I'm really, really love uh, would be uh, Gravity Rush, which you can now get uh, if you've got PS Plus. You can get that they remastered it for PS4. But yeah. again, there's just something about having it on the Vita with the mo. It's got really good motion control, aiming, and touchscreen stuff. And yeah, I think you can use the touchpad on the PS4, um, but it's mm. not not mm-hmm. quite the same. It sort of it was made. You know those games that were just like made for the Vita. It sort of feels yeah. at home there. So well, th- yeah. that's those are the ones you want to be. Um tracking mm. down basically those made for vita games concentrate on them but yeah also yeah. you can't get it at the moment but the metal gear solid hd collection is fucking brilliant on vita um mm-hmm. but yeah it's temporarily off of sale because of archival footage and licensing did issues. they not i thought apparently, they reinstated it no they said they're going to and apparently it is happening but it hasn't happened yet and Ugh. no one knows what the solution will be either by the way they haven't actually promised they'll get those clips back it could just be like generic wallpaper screen where those things once were so yeah hmm don't know um right what's next what else we've had simon meredith let's talk to uh yeah last one here uh nathan ready that's what i'm gonna do oh yeah you ready i'm ready he says hiya lads uh finally got a ps5 last week he says congrats yeah, yeah. He says, it's brilliant. Uh-huh. Uh, Astro's Playroom plastered a smile on my face the entire time I was playing it. What a lovely mm. robot fella. Yeah, um, it's amazing. <clears throat> given me a lot of hope for this generation. <laughs> he says, can you recommend some games for PS5? 
says, I'll definitely download Stray. I'm also tempted to dip my toe into Cyberpunk, but any recommendations would be great. He says, I have Horizon and Spider-Man. He doesn't say, presumably he means Forbidden West, but of course he could mean Zero Dawn because it's just back yeah. and pat. So yeah. if he, but let's presume that he means Forbidden West. Right. Um, so he says, I have Horizon, I have Spider-Man. And he says, I'm a little worried the upgrade wasn't worth it just yet. Um, um, so I would I would say depends on if he if he means zero dawn I'd say get forbidden west yeah <clears throat> yeah absolutely um, goes to Tsushima director's cut Ooh, get on yes. that get on Christ, that it's yeah. tasty you got Icky really Island good. on there oh and it's on Wonderful. PS Plus isn't it on the premium uh, is it director, yeah the well even better cut, then yeah. get it on yeah, there even if better you, if, you know if you want to dip in also you say Spider Man but have you got Miles Morales because that was fantastic. Yeah, you need that. Was that was like really, really good. I would say you've got to get Returnal. It remains possibly the best exclusive on PS5 for me. I I, I thought it was phenomenal. Um, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Rift Apart also, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, wonderful. Although this was sent in a couple of weeks ago, so let us know if you ended up getting Stray, because I thought Stray was really good as well. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Also, the Death Stranding, the d- sort of director's cut of that. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. I, I couldn't recommend Gran Turismo Seven enough. To amazing yeah, driving it's game. Wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah. So good. Marvelous. I think there's probably Ghostwire Tokyo. Ghostwire Tokyo for it's sure, fun. and Deathloop. Deathloop as well. Deathloop. God yes. All right. Deathloop. Yeah. Get get on that. Uh, which actually also I think is coming to PS Plus. So if you oh if yeah that is listening to us saying these things, get yourself a buy yourself like a year. If you buy a year of the top tier of PS Plus, it works out to like eight pounds a month, which mm. is like really good for what you get on there. Um, yeah, and you can you can try a lot of these things. We're saying. Um, Lost and yeah, of course. Now you've got yeah, you got Lost Judgment. You've also got like The Last of Us Part One, I guess. If you you know, yeah, depend, depending on how long it's been. If you never played remastered or something, and you're willing to, to yeah. shell up for that, I'd say that. And anyway, he says snack watch recommendations, sensations, Walker sensations, Nan chips, lime pickle. He says they're lime fucking pickle. out of this out of this world. Yeah, lime pickled flavor Nan chips or crisps. Huh. He says. Uh, out of this world, he says. I picked up four bags, and in front, in, in a very busy shopping aisle, my girlfriend said four naan. That's insane. And so she, <laughs> very good. She, apparently, she sauntered off like it was nothing, and it made them all the sweeter. Loving the pod. <laughs> Keep up the good work, Nathan. So there you go. Well, I'm going to look out for those, and if yeah. they've got milk powder in them, I'm going to fucking riot. <laughs> um, because the the sensations poppadom things, yeah. they're amazing. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, they really good. good. And I'm yeah. a big fan, as we, as we know recently, because I've been eating the uh, the Takis Fuego. I'm a oh, big yeah. fan of uh, lime. If it wants to, if it, if lime wants to make its way into crisps, I'm all for it. Oh yeah, for sure. Zingy. Uh, yeah, you get the zing, yeah. you get the refreshing citrus burst. Unreal. Anyway, <laughs> that'll just about do us. Unfortunately, we've got to leave it there. I oh, know it's tragic. It's always Duh. tragic. Thank mm. you very much to uh, Adam Cook, Handy B, and Colin Mahern for the music. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't go on Snapchat. Don't go on Instagram. Get yourself on Twitter at Joshy Wise at Richie W eight two for your mm. rich updates. Let's uh, we'll see if he sticks to that pre order on the Mega Drive. You know, Ugh. could happen. Could yeah, happen. Probably will when I Email see. I want to go and buy myself a, a Lego Optimus Prime as well. I'm I'm. Uh, I'm uh, 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 own worst enemy, mate. It's got it's loads awful. of problems when it comes to I Lego have. anyway. It's stupid. It's mental. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, 
Email in podcast at videogamer.com or tweet at videogamer.com with your questions, your theories, your comments, your queries, or, and we always love this, the snack recommendations. Absolutely outrageous. Loving it. I'm going to be on the lookout for those non lime pickles. Yeah, me uh, too. Me too. Anyway, that'll mm. just about do us. It's goodbye from me, goodbye, and it's goodbye from Rich Walker. See ya.